If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air of Shabbos to all of you. And what a special Shabbos this is, as we've been talking over the last few weeks. We've gone through the special four Shabbatot, and this is the fourth and final Shabbos, Shabbos HaChodesh. It's also Shabbos Mevorchem. We're going to bless the new month of Nisan. It's a double parsha, Vayakel and Pekudei, a double parsha that we're going to read tomorrow. And it's also Shabbos Mevorchem. We're going to bless the new month of Nisan. Chazak, we're going to conclude the book of Shemot, the book of Shemot, Exodus. It's a special Shabbos from so many different points of view. And when all these things come together, as always, we try to understand why it is that these things come together at this particular time. What is it about the special Shabbos of HaChodesh? What is it about the special Mitzvah of HaChodesh, the new moon? What is that all about? What is Chazak all about? Yes, we know at the end of every book, as the Balkara, the reader, finishes reading, we all stand up and we shout, Chazak, Chazak, be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen each other. What is it about Shabbos Mevorkam, blessing the new month of Nisan? What's so special about the month of Nisan? And yes, of course, this double parsha of Ayakel and Pekudei, what is so special about that? And when we understand how it all hangs together, how it all comes together, it gives us insights, not only into the Torah reading, not only into the various commandments, it gives us insights into our own lives, what it is to be a Jew in the world in which we live. It gives us the ability to function properly, the ability to stand with strength, with pride, with purpose, to fulfill that which God wants from us with tremendous joy and tremendous purpose. Let's talk for a moment about Chazak. You come to the end of a book, you come to the end of one of the Sfarim, as we do the Shabbos, the end of Shmot, the end of Exodus, and as we come to the end, as mentioned, we all stand up and say, Chazak, Chazak, Benit Chazek. And of course, the reason we do that is because when we move from one book to another book, it's like moving from one situation to an altogether different situation. And you need strength for that. You need strength to move from one level to another level. You move up a level. And in order to move up a level, you need extra strength. You need extra power. You need the ability to move forward with the extra energy in order to achieve that upper level movement. And this is why, in terms of study, as we see by the great sages, when they moved from one level to another, they had to go through all sorts of procedures, all sorts of spiritual activity in order to move from one level to another. And this is why they say, Chazak, Chazak, Benit Chazek. It's also in order for us to remember, even though we're leaving one book and going to another, we're not really leaving one book. It's important to make sure that we retain that which we have learned up to this point. We're not leaving. We're not leaving it behind. It's not that we're moving away from it in a permanent manner, God forbid. It's something that will remain with us. It's something that we need. It's something that will help our further 
journey. And this is why Chazak, even though we're moving forward, even though we're going up a level, we have to retain that which we have. But there's something interesting. Chazak, Chazak, Benit Chazak. What does that really mean? Be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen each other. That brings to mind a tremendous concept of unity. It's not enough to be strong. Chazak, be strong. Twice Chazak, be strong twice. That's not enough. Benit Chazak, we have to strengthen each other. This is the power of Torah. The power of Torah is not something which can be achieved within isolation or in a selfish way. Unless it is shared, unless it is something which is brought to others in a loving and giving way, it's incomplete. Be strong, be strong, and strengthen each other. We have to reach out to someone else as well. As we make the leap from one level to another level, it's not a personal journey. Of course, it is to a certain degree, but it's not on our own. We have to look around and see, are those around us close and perhaps not so close? Are they too making this journey together with us? And if not, why not? Are they tired? Are they weak? Are they unable? Are they ignorant? And this is why be strong, be strong, and strengthen each other. Reach out in order for you to be fully strong, in order for you to make this journey in a complete and full and fulfilling way. You're obligated to ensure that those around you are making this journey as well. Your own strength your own ability to achieve that which is important is dependent upon others around you who perhaps can't make this journey on their own are going to make this journey as a result of the effort that you will make to help them along the way. This is something which is so important for us to understand. Within Yiddishkeit, how do we start our davening? After we say the initial brachot, in Chabad, how do we start the davening? We say, Hareini, I accept upon myself the mitzvah of the Ahafta Lereacha Kamacha, of loving my fellow as I love myself. This is something which is so important. Ahabat Yisrael is essential, not only because it's a nice thing to do, not only because it's a good thing to do, it's because it's an essential thing to do. Unless it is exercised, there is something unfulfilled within me. I remain incomplete. If my Torah study is personal, is limited by my own situation, it is incomplete. I can sit and study from morning to night if it's not shared to a certain degree. If I don't take someone else's hand and enable that person to move forward then my strength is actually weakness. Be strong, be strong, and strengthen each other. Chazak, chazak, benit chazak. And this is why when we come to the end of a book and we feel a tremendous sense of accomplishment, a tremendous sense of achievement, we have finished an entire book. We've gone through all the parshiot, all the laws, all the stories, all the insights, all the lessons. Stop. 
have you taken others along on this journey? Have you shared that experience? Have you given of yourself? Have you extended yourself to such a degree that others can make this journey as well? More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about the idea of unity. We're talking about the idea of sharing. We're talking about the idea of reaching out. So let's take a look at the Parsha. How does the Parsha begin? The Parsha talks about building the Mishkan, building the sanctuary, the temple, the temple in the wilderness. It begins with the word Vayakel. Vayakel, Moshe assembles Kol Adat B'nai Yisrael, the entire community of the Jewish people. But the word Vayakel doesn't only mean he assembles, he gathers them. He unites them. And there is a big difference between gathering the people and uniting the people. Because you can gather thousands, millions of people, and they remain separate, diverse, separate, unconnected. Vayakel means he brings them together and he unites them. That each and every one of them has something specific to contribute. You needed all sorts, as we see in the Parsha, all sorts of products, gold, silver, copper, precious gems, all sorts of fabrics. You needed men who were great artisans. Each individual had something they were able to give or something they were able to do. And one would think they would all come rushing and each one would do whatever they're doing and each one would excel, either through generosity or through ability. Moshe says, that's not enough. You have to understand that that collective giving has to be done in a way where all of you appreciate that what you do, what you give, how you participate is all part of one united effort. And that's the way you build a house for God. Otherwise, no matter what you build, no matter how elaborate, no matter how big, no matter how wonderful, it's not a house for God. It can be great. It can be an architectural wonder. But God won't reside in something like that. God will reside in a place where people come together. Each one giving, as Torah tells us, each one giving from their heart. But each one understanding that it's the collective effort, the united effort, Vayakel. Continuing this theme of unity. Now we often, well, disregard that in any community, in any group. There are those who often think what I do is far more important, what I give is far more generous. And yes, there are those who are able to do, well, far better than others and give far more than others. But that's not the way Torah looks at it. Torah looks at each and every single situation as part of a large united effort. And in a united effort, every single detail counts. And this is where the second part comes in, Pukude. And Pukude is giving an account how everything was used, bringing forth a record 
of where every single item was used and how all the contributions are accounted for. Every single gram of gold, every single gram of silver, every precious gem, every millimeter of fabric. What does that symbolize? It symbolizes that every single detail counts. Nothing is outside the realm of the united effort. You know, from a very limited point of view, perhaps from a selfish point of view, there's better, there's worse, superior, inferior. That's not the way Torah looks at it. Every single individual has a purpose. Every single individual has a mission. Every single individual has a contribution to make. And in the ultimate scheme of things, there is no greater or lesser. Each and every single contribution is of equal value because the total united effort is dependent upon the participation and contribution of that individual, whatever that contribution might be, whatever that effort might be. Yes, from a very limited point of view, we look at things from our own perspective. We might think this is more important, that is more important, this individual is far more developed, etc., etc. But when we take a look from a truly objective perspective, from a godly perspective, from a Torah perspective, Vayakel and Pekude tells us, Vayakel, he united them, and Pekude, each and every single detail no matter how insignificant it might seem, is accounted for. It's present. It's absolutely valuable, without which the overall structure is incomplete, without which the overall structure is flawed. This is the double pressure of this week. And this is why when we come to the end of it, we're able to say, Chazak, 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 be strong, be strong, let us strengthen each other, because we understand we understand the message of unity. We understand the message of sharing. We understand the message of collective responsibility, of association. In simple terms, Ahavat Yisrael, loving a fellow Jew, as we should. And all of this comes, as I mentioned earlier on, on a Shabbos that we bless the new month of Nisan. Now Nisan, is the first month of the year. It's not the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year is Tishrei. Because from a Jewish perspective, from a Torah perspective, our calendar has two beginnings. There's a natural beginning, and there's a miraculous beginning. Because we have two elements of time. There's a natural order of time, which begins in Tishrei, and there's a miraculous order of time, which begins in the month of Nisan. Tishrei is when the world was created, the natural order. This incredible, immense universe from beginning to end with all its majestic glory, with all its incredible, unbelievable structure and natural order, which often boggles the mind, but it's there. It's a natural order which to a large degree can be understood. And then there's the month of Nisan, a month where we celebrate liberation and freedom. It's Yat Mitzrayim, leaving, leaving a place of physical and spiritual slavery and becoming a free in the truth. 
And what happened to Torah? That all the Jews with one people, with one heart, in order to receive the Torah. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we bless the new month of Nisan, and the new month of Nisan reminds us of what took place. We have a different line of time. There's a time of creation, which is Tishrei, when the world was created, the natural order. And then there's the time of Nisan, which is the miraculous time. The miraculous time of liberation. What happened? A fragmented people came out. People who were enslaved for hundreds of years. They came out as a united people. They became a nation. They stood in front of Sinai as one. As one. Again, the concept of unity. Again, the concept of being together as one. And it's this Shabbos. This Shabbos, this is what we celebrate. On the one hand, Chazak, strengthen others. Vayakel, he assembled. Pekude, the importance of the detail. It's also Mevorchem Nisan. We understand the concept of Torah time, of Jewish time. Historically speaking, the Jewish people are a miraculous people. Now we've talked about this often. The single greatest miracle that we can talk about is the existence of the Jewish people. How is it possible after so many thousands of years, most of which we had to endure the most terrible and difficult situations, we're still here? Because we live both within and outside of history. On the one hand, yes, we have the natural order of time, but we also have the miraculous order of time. And somehow, somehow we defy all the rules of the natural order. We continue to survive and thrive and exist and grow with pride, with distinction, with greatness, with a sense of purpose, with a sense of tremendous presence. And when do we ultimately thrive the most? When there is a presence of unity in smaller communities and larger communities as a nation, as a people. We celebrated this past Purim. What happened in Purim? The entire people were as one with a tremendous demonstration of Mesirat Nefesh under the leadership and guidance of Mordechai and Esther. As one they prayed, as one they displayed tremendous devotion and faith. We're soon going to celebrate the festival of Pesach. What happened at Pesach? As mentioned before, a fragmented People of many individual slaves became a nation, became a people, became one. They went to Sinai to receive the Torah. They stood as one. This theme of unity is expressed in every single area of what we celebrate in the Shabbos. Chazak, Mevorchim Nisan, and the Parsha of Ayakal Pekude. And this is something which we have to understand. Things come together not by things come together because there is a divine a divine purpose. A divine purpose telling us that this is a Shabbos, this is a week where the essential message is one of unity, sharing, and caring. And this is something that we have to understand within ourselves, and we have to understand it within 
our communities as well. Nothing, nothing is stronger. Nothing is more powerful in the development of community, in the strength of a community, in the joy of a community, in the pride of a community, than the unity of a community. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about how every aspect of this week, whether it's Chazak or Shabbos Mavarch and Nisan, or the Parsha by Yaakov Pekude, all of them point to one thing, to unity, to sharing, to bringing together a sense of oneness, where one can create a tremendous, tremendous tabernacle in which God rests. And now we come to the fourth thing. The Shabbos is known as Parsha HaChodesh, the second Torah scroll, the second Sefer Torah that will be taken out. We're going to read a portion that talks about the very first mitzvah that the Jewish people were given. Yes, of course, the mitzvot were given at Sinai, but before Sinai, the Jews were given the mitzvah of HaChodesh. What was the mitzvah of HaChodesh? The mitzvah of recognizing and blessing the new month, by which the month was established, Prashchodesh, the new month was established. Where was this mitzvah given? When they were in the desert? When they were in Israel? No. While the Jews were still very much within that terrible place that enslaved them in Mitzrayim, that enslaved them for hundreds of years. What was that all about? Why is that the first mitzvah? And why was it given while the Jews were still in that land that made them suffer for so long? You know, a person can ask, we're talking about unity. We're talking about bringing about a situation that can create a mishka. We're talking about chazak, being strong and strengthening each other. We're talking about recognizing the Jewish timeline, the miraculous timeline, as separate from the natural order. We're talking about Vayakel, unity. We're talking about Fikude, recognizing the vital importance of even the most minute detail. But in all honesty, a person can ask, in fairness, in our world, all I see is fragmentation. All I see is separation. All I see is political divisiveness. All I see is individuals looking after themselves and caring very little, if at all, about anyone else. It's a world of selfishness. It's a world of greed. It's a world that doesn't talk about unity. In fact, the currency is anything but. Everything out there points to, well... How much can I make and how much can I have and what can I acquire? And therefore, why talk about this pie-in-the-sky dream of unity in a world that is so chaotic, in a world which is so dark? And this is where the message of Parshas HaChodesh comes in. What's HaChodesh all about? What's the mitzvah of HaChodesh? The mitzvah of a chodesh is learning to recognize the first glimmer, the tiny, tiny crescent of light of the moon. Not the full moon, not even half the moon, 
a tiny crescent of light. And where is that mitzvah given? In a land where the Jewish people were full of pain and suffering. If we open our eyes, no matter where we are, even in the most difficult of circumstances and conditions, we can see a glimmer of light. And with patience and with devotion, we will see the full moon. That's the mitzvah of HaChodesh. HaChodesh is a symbol of tremendous, tremendous hope. It begins with one sliver of light, but it grows, it develops non-stop. No one can stop the growing light of the moon. It's there every day, more and more, until the majestic full moon appears. And this is what the message of HaChodesh is. You don't have to wait till you're in a perfect place, in a perfect state, away from Mitzrayim, in the desert even, in holy land. You can be in the most difficult of circumstances, in a place which is completely uncomfortable. That's where you will be given the very first mitzvah that defines you as a people. And what's that mitzvah? The ability to recognize a glimmer of light. Yes, we'd all love to see the full moon at the start, but that's not the way it works. And this is what unity is all about. We don't clap our hands and suddenly everything is there in the fullest sense of the word. We don't simply stand up and unity is there. It takes effort. It takes hard work. It takes humility. It takes honesty. You have to reach out. And often to reach out to those to whom you don't want to reach out. And we have to stand against the stream and have the courage to do the right thing despite the fact that everyone around us might be doing the opposite. This is the courage of HaChodesh. It might not be the perfect place. It might be far from perfect. But it's there that the mitzvah is given because it's there that we have the ability of doing the right thing. And one thing Torah tells us, you are be guaranteed that the full moon will come. This is this Shabbos, the power of Chazak, the power of Mavarchim Nisan, the power of Ayakel Pekudeh, and the power of Achadosh. Everything leads to light, to hope, to unity. What an incredible Shabbos this is. And as I always say, and continue to say, when you're in shul tomorrow, and be in shul tomorrow. I know so many haven't come back to shul. Well, for whatever reason, it's time to come back. It's safe. It's wonderful. Do the right thing. Come back to shul. And when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully. First of all, to the parsha, to this double parsha. Listen to what Moshe is saying, building the temple, accounting for everything. Listen to the reading of the second Torah. Call out chazak, chazak, v'nit chazek with, with tremendous joy, with tremendous enthusiasm. 
when the new moon is being, when the new month is being blessed, say it with a tremendous sense of joy. But when you're in Shul tomorrow and hear the Torah reading, follow in the Chumash, and as I always say, listen to something that talks to you. And you will hear it, I promise you. You will hear something that talks to you. All you have to do is have your ears open and be prepared to hear it. And you will. Have a good Chaydish. Have a good Shabbos.